Well, all good things must come to an end, and this episode brings us to the end of Season 5, Reframing Accountability. In the past six episodes, we have featured students, parents, faculty, and administrator perspectives around what accountability looks like in school settings. We have wrestled with a host of tensions, individual autonomy versus community values, unequal power structures, grace and high expectations, doing too much and not doing enough, making room for an awareness of context under the surface while also creating cultures that inspire our best everything, work, selves, hopes, dreams. We have found so much common ground and so few solid one-size-fits-all answers. And while this can feel unsettling, we also think it validates that accountability as a structure is juicy and complicated enough to be worth exploring in dialogue with others during this podcast season, yes, but also beyond. Still, we hope we can find some ways to tie together loose ends, a few at least. In this final episode, we look back at our episodes on student, parent, faculty, and admin accountability, and we ask ourselves, what did we learn? And most importantly, what now? With us, we have Kim, Toby, Buck, Rachel, and Michelle. We hope you enjoy. Guys, we have had some great conversations with lots of good humans in our community. We've talked to some parents. We've talked to some administrators. We've talked to some students. We've talked to some faculty. Who else? I feel like that covers all the uh, stakeholders. Are those the people we've talked to? So here we are, and we're here to tie a bow. We're not going to probably use all of this talk, but we're going to tie a bow on all of these great episodes. And I thought a good way to start might be to share who we are and what episode you kind of had a hand in or episodes you had a hand in. And if there's any backstory you want to share, you know, kind of like lifting the veil, you know, from this very professional polished thing that we do. So anything you want to share about the podcast? I did the uh, accountability. Who are you? Who am I? Who, Who am I? Are, that Toby? is a question. Uh, I'm Buck Cooper, uh, and I did the Faculty Accountability Podcast uh, with two faculty members and an administrator. And there was no real backstory. I had two great middle school faculty members. Um, I felt like I was trying to recruit sort of squeaky wheels to be a part of this conversation because um, I think you get like good, you know, yeah. conversation. You don't want wallflowers. Um, and, you know, I got an administrator who's, who's good on his feet. So it was a good conversation. I don't know what this means about me. When you said wallflowers, I thought you said waffle hours. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. I feel like I need to say that. I spent waffle three socket. weeks worth of waffle, waffle hours, hours as a Waffle House employee in high Wall school. Wallflowers. So. Oh, well, maybe that's why. Yeah, waffle hours. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? <laughs> I'm Rachel Scott. Uh, I worked on the parent accountability with Michelle Portera. Um, we did two different parts where I... Michelle met with some faculty members looking at the parent-teacher duo, um, and then I talked to you and Francis Croft, yes, from the parent perspective. It was good. We have a fun backstory, which is we were going to have another amazing shout-out. Mona Graham was going to jump in as well, and she had a sick child, yes. as happens to parents. So it was quite fitting, and yeah. we missed her and had a great conversation anyway, but... I'm Kim Sewell, and I had the I did the podcast with the students, um, which was 
very enlightening and very fun. But I have a postscript to the story. So we had talked about, we were, the theme was accountability. And in my classroom, I teach four-year-olds or they teach me, we co-teach each other. (laughs) And I remember when we were discussing about accountability that like um, some accountability that had positive feedback was like your 12-step or your group your peer. Yes. Well, I have a student in my class who I had his brother a few years ago. And unfortunately, he looks just like his brother. And so I call him his brother's name all the oh, time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And he it was a good sport about it, but it was getting very annoying. And so I told him that they were my accountability partners. Oh. And for them to think of a way that I could not do that anymore. So we decided that I would have 10 chances. Okay, that's fair. And every time I called him his brother's name, I would mark a tally. So we got a little math in there. Mm-hmm. Um, nice, nice. And then I had to have a consequence. And so they decided my consequence would be timeout, which is really interesting because we don't use timeout in my room. That is very interesting. Um, but we didn't discuss it. I just said, okay. So I, after this was like, this was last week, I got to 10. No! Oh, yeah. In just less than a week. Wow. Oh, no. I had, this had is started. Is it a daily thing or is it total? Oh. Good point. Does it continue? Like, it was, it, like, yeah, it continues. It's not oh, daily. Okay. And no I had started, though. like, I guess in, it was probably beginning of October. Okay. That's not so bad. So, but I got it. And they were gleefully so excited. <laughs> to hold you accountable. To hold me accountable. And so, I said, okay. I was like, so. What is time out? And they just kind of stood there. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And they um, looked at me and they said, you got to go to the corner. Okay. And I said, okay. And then somebody said, no, you got to go to your room. Yes. And that I was like, like, every parent's dream contemplate. No, do I have to? Me to my room really? with no children and nobody <laughs> exactly. else. Exactly. Make me stay there, please. And so I was like, well, I don't have a room. And then one little, what we do in my room, if you need a little break, we have a peace table. Okay. And so there's some things like a little finger labyrinth and a mm-hmm. Buddha board to paint and some flicker lights that you can play so with. Cool. And so one of the friends said, no, you just need to go to the peace table. That's probably right. a better choice. And so I said, okay, I'll go to the peace table while y'all go to music. I'll sit at the peace table. <laughs> so they went to music. I went to the peace table for a second and they came back. Um, and when they got back, I was sitting at the peace table and I told them to come sit around me. And so we talked about all the things that I did at the peace table to help me remember to call this child his name. <laughs> so we oh. brainstormed, like doing the finger labyrinth so and saying cool. his name over and over and over. So cool. And what were some things I could associate with him to help me think. And so they, it became a great you're such a genius. No, it was, it was no, it was my own. Really good. It was my humanity. Well, you like right turned, you turned punishment. We talked in the very first episode, and Buck was like, "Julie, do you want accountability or do you want punishment?" Uh, and I was like, "I want punishment." And, like, and they did it. And they wanted punishment, <laughs> and then there was that movement toward the peace. And then yeah. you were like, "Actually, this is a space for learning, and this is like I'm gonna. This is gonna be both a logical consequence because it can, and and mm-hmm. it's gonna help me do better next time." That is, you did so much in that. Well, I would love to have said that it kept me from calling him his name. Did anymore. it help? It did. Help. It helped for maybe a day or two. And so now we are brainstorming other ways. It's time I'm for having punishment. It. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not now working. You're going to run sprints on the football. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, let's see, let's see oh, how that works. 
<laughs> so we're thinking, but that was, I just was, it was cracking me up that we that's had done this amazing. podcast and that's what happened. Do they so. want to start the tally again? And are you like, nope, we didn't. Oh no. They're like, that didn't work. So we've been brainstorming other ways that aren't like running the track. Don't mention that to her four-year-old, by Cooper the way. Don't let Mr. Cooper in yeah. there, yeah. yeah. If I make errors of calculation in math class in front of students and they catch them, or if I make errors of method, I owe the class five push-ups. And so there's a running tally on the back <laughs> wall by block of the push-ups that I currently owe. And last year, I had a really bright student say, hey, if you're not paying these off, can we like calculate interest on these too? And it's like, <laughs> let's agree upon an interest rate for these push-ups. Oh, anyway, it became it became a thing. So I've kept the it's it's my So how of, often do you when do you Yeah, I can pay, pay them off when I need to, right? Like if they're in the middle of working on something, I might in the back of the room like go ahead and just knock out five. Do they see you and do oh, they yeah. all yell yeah, Mr. Cooper it. is doing push-ups? They don't yell, but they'll be like a whisper, like, oh he's doing the push ups. But you don't make it a thing. You're not like, and now I will do. <laughs> no, I really try not to. Please critique my form. Sometimes it comes to a head and they're like, you owe us a lot of push-ups. Are you going to pay some? I can't do them all at once, man. <laughs> That's what I would be worried about. <laughs> are they the knee push-ups? This is key. No, these are push-up push-ups. These are like on your toes. I'm not going to call them girl push-ups because that's no, no, no. sexist. Toes and arms. That's what accountability, we figured it out. We can just end. <laughs> We're, We're done. done. I'm Toby. impressed with the interest because, you know, how do you do half of push-up? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You need point. to be very thoughtful about the, the Maybe rate we're doing. Maybe that's the one on your knees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would like to round it. Yes. Uh, I am Toby Lowe. I was part of the first and second podcasts. I helped push us into this accountability direction. Because, it's your fault. Yes, because mm -hmm. of how lazy I am. And I said, let's just make it a line, you know? <laughs> we could have been out here doing high standard, high expectations and strong supports, but instead I said, accountability. Same thing. <laughs> or musicals. Like, or musicals. Like, I do, yes. Everyone next season, musicals. Just tune in. Mm -hmm. Sure, there's a lot of money to be made for an Abbott Elementary style musical. Oh, People would love it. Absolutely. They, we're now popular TV people. People like to watch teachers on television now, which is, you know, not great, <laughs> I think, actually. <laughs> but inside baseball. Yeah. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun speaking with the student. It was very interesting to me that Tanner, in the middle of it, just like, do I need a tutor? Like, that overrode yeah. everything else he could think about. He was like, I have this person's attention one-on-one, -on -one, uh, and, like, do I need, in your professional opinion... And he couched it as, like, when would a, a student need a tutor? But it was still just kind of like, yeah, it was so interesting to me to think, like, how, like, where a student's brain is at and how sometimes you think you know and then you have no idea. <laughs> I love how he kind of, he told how the system works. He's like, well, they told me it was going to be really tough in the middle school and then you said, "That's a lie." You said, that, <laughs> I was like, "I was like, oh, great." Now everybody's gonna know the <laughs> don't tell secret them. sauce. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Both of my kids have said that at home. You know, well, I hear that next year, and then I it's have to really like talk them down from the ledge because they're so terrified. I know. So having you just harm. put it out there like that, Julie, that was good. I mean, was depending on the teacher you get, it's possible. Yeah. it's always possible, <laughs> but usually not. But usually we're all human. Yeah. And Michelle, what about what about your yeah. entry? I was reflecting on it. 
And I kept thinking back to the day that we were going to do the podcast. When I woke up that morning, my dog had left me a treat on the floor mm. that I stepped on with my bare feet. I don't think that was a treat. And then the day progressed from there. And then poor Rachel was sick that day. Like really sick. I was yeah, out very could sick. not make it. She was like on her computer trying to you know, help. And it's like, no, Rachel, you just take care of yourself. You know, we'll do this. Um, and it, it was a day that reminded me, we are teachers first. And then we come in here and do this glamorous podcast, right? Like we are not professional. (laughs) This is so glamorous. Yeah. You are all so professional, but whatever, but you're right. (laughs) Teachers first. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And then there was the task of getting a good balance of teachers and parents to come and speak and I mean let's be honest in the fall scheduling is so such a big job it's so confusing and so you know that part was um, was kind of difficult but ultimately what I really remembered from talking to parents and seeing like who who could come and speak as parents we all are coming from such different um, perspectives like one parent might say yeah i'm really excited i want to i want to answer these questions i want to talk but i'm terrified another parent i'm so mad at the school right now i don't think i need to come on a podcast right now and speak real talk yeah and um you know there were several you know, everybody has their thing going on. And so it just kind of reminded me that whatever kind of year we ever think we're having, someone else is having like the direct opposite kind of year Mm. kind of experience. And so, I don't know, I try to be mindful of that, especially um, yesterday I was talking to my team and we were talking, we were all kind of agreeing that we felt a certain way this day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the week of Halloween, y'all. It's just one And it was on the Monday. Yeah. Oh. Campus. Insane. Yes. If you're having a bad day and everybody else is having a good day, it's kind of a lonely feeling. Mm-hmm. And so I learned as a teacher that I can't assume that yeah. everyone is having a certain kind of year. Does that make sense? That's because so true. For sure. Because even just touching base with the list of parents that I did and, and just realizing how everyone is in a different place at different times and, hmm. um, you know, have their reasons for making whatever choice that they make or saying what they, they say. And I don't know. I, I feel like I just have so much respect for parents, including myself as a parent. Yeah, you know? respect. Just the job that parents do the things we juggle and trying to do things well and be kind and um and just ultimately do the best we can and so yeah and then the teachers that I spoke with honey and Jim that was super fun it was great getting to know Jim because he's an upper school teacher and um the things we could talk about were so similar It, it was like we had so much to talk about and I kind of went into it thinking, what could I possibly relate about? So it was learning for me. Absolutely. That's what all these are. That's yeah. why I like doing them is just to learn, right? And then, That's what this is. Yes. And then ultimately, Rachel comes and we're talking about, you know, putting our um, podcast together and just like 
realizing that we're a team, we're truly yes. a team, and just having like support for each other. It was just a beautiful experience for me. <laughs> I don't know what effect it'll have on anyone else, but it was amazing. Everyone go listen mm -hmm. to episode four if you <laughs> haven't. Um, by the way, something you just said reminded me of what Frances Croft said at the very end of our interview. She said, I think we need to just all get on the team of let's assume we're doing our best, yes. like all of us, right? Yes. Like I feel that's the key in her, in the context, that was the key for parent-teacher relationships, yes. but also like all of these and maybe like, maybe that's accountability as well. Like the, the, mm -hmm. can we just get on the team of like, let's assume everyone's doing their best. Let's like to just start there. Then we can figure out the consequences or like the logical things or the next steps. That doesn't mean we don't do anything, but like at least let's get on that team and then move on. So. And maybe that would help with our need for justice. Yeah. Because that, Punishment. that was, when I was taking notes <laughs> from that first episode, that was one thing that I still had a big question about. But what about justice? That's yes. kind of important, right? But I feel like you can have more empathy and more understanding if you come at it from mm. a positive intent. Well, I, that's a perfect segue. I think the next thing that would be useful is to talk through unanswered questions or re, or things that are still in our minds. That we're not going to actually tie this together with a knife bow as much as we want to. But um, I think ending with questions is as good a place as any to end questions beyond. I mean, this question of what about justice is one that or, is in my mind still too. What you also said, which was like, well, I know how it made me feel, but what about everyone else? Like, so often it feels like accountability in the face of, like, a structure you have no control over. Like, that's what it is, right? I, I, we're also just fresh off a meeting yesterday where we spent a long time puzzling through stuff. And at the very end, it was like, well, what if we said that actually institutionally there's not going to be a big change? So what's your response to that? And I was kind of like... I guess this was all kind of academic then. Like, I was real excited. So I, Am I mischaracterizing? you got to give us some it's, context now. It's it's an ongoing conversation about grading in mm. our division. Which, again, is one the, of the ways students hold themselves accountable. accountable. Sure, sure. Yeah. and the impetus behind the conversation um, was not that we're going to make drastic changes, but it was if we're going to make changes, they should be informed by what we collectively know about grading mm. rather than just sort of hauling off and saying we're going to do this by fiat. Yes. And yes. so if we can get to a place where we have a sense of this is what people know about the practices and culture of grading our division, we can get to a place of let's find some smart Mm. tweaks, efficiencies, things that we can do that are, you know, aren't fully like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. But I, yeah. this though to me, like the question that came out of my conversation with the group that I had was, for me was, how do you hold in tension a couple of things? And it is that ultimately I think, right, we've done a pretty good job of establishing across all these episodes that, that accountability is relational and that um, in the context of that, there are power dynamics, but also there's a need to acknowledge people's humanity. Mm -hmm. um, to get back to, to your point about sort of, you know, people, we, let's assume that people are doing the best that they can, which is ultimately assume that people are is fundamentally good, right? Um, but we have to hold that sort of humanity piece, especially in a school that's as lovely as ours in terms of the freedom to run as a faculty member and the mm -hmm. close-knit sense of community that I think many people feel, um, we have to hold that intention with this idea that sometimes there are things you just have to do, like mm -hmm. produce grades mm -hmm. um, or produce other things that people need you, or do, uh, 
do recess duty, right? Things that sometimes mm. feel less than human or pleasant. Um, so <laughs> or feel very human. Or feel super too depending human. Depending on if you're Josh right? Brister, who loves to play with the kids. So I, I think that for us was, you know, how do we how do we keep this good thing going, holding these not I won't say opposites, but these two very yeah. different things in tension with one another. What other tensions, what other questions came up? And you know, you reminded me we did not talk about Holly could not make it uh, to this to this final episode and she had what Daniel, our amazing recording editing artist back there, said was one of his favorite podcast conversations, she interviewed administrators and um, can't wait. Some of the folks in this room, it hasn't been released as of this moment of recording. And so I'm excited for everybody to listen to it. Um, it had our head of school, Kevin Lewis, and then it had Kathy Davis, who is a long uh, time St. Andrews, wore multiple hats in lots of ways. And they just had like this beautiful conversation. And it ended at this really interesting point where Kathy Davis someone said something about transparency and the need for administrators to be more transparent. And it's something that I believe strongly and often talk about in different ways. And Kathy said, yes, and both and, hold up, also trust. Um, and I thought, what a tension and what a, what a pair to put together. Um, to, to, to do good work in, a, in any organization, if, if you have one without the other, it doesn't really work because you can't possibly be fully transparent about lots of things because you'd actually cause a lot of harm um, to a lot of individuals. A lot of administrative things are sort of secret, I guess, or they're confidential is probably the better word. Of. <laughs> they're not like juicy gossip secret, but there's like a lot of confidentiality in that role. And so like if you're just relying on everything to be transparent so that you can believe in something, it's like never going to be a good fit. And I just thought that was such a, I hadn't thought of those two in tandem, trust. So that's something that's going to stick with me and also didn't get answered or finished because I still want both, you know, and I'm not sure where we need each. It's also hard, though, because it's it's an ever-changing group of people. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like the minute you have trust in one, people come in and out all the time. Yeah. On all yeah. levels, on teachers, all levels, faculty, that, yes, yep. staff, yeah, the, the institutional trust, right? Like yeah. that's what you have to strive for. That's what you have to hope for from parents because they right. don't know me, and the parents, but yeah. they know St. Andrews generally, and so hopefully, you know, they're that's like, right. well, I guess if he's employed, if, yeah, if he's employed, um, and then it, you only have yeah. nine months to exactly to kind of get it, <laughs> yeah, to, uh, yeah, to let them know. That's yeah, again, that's why it's so <laughs> fulfilling to teach siblings and multiples yeah. like oh, that's you true. get to have a, a deeper relationship or just like enjoy the trust that you've earned that also the trust and transparency reminds me of like discipline stuff right how that's the one time when all parents want full transparency because mm. they're like i need to know what's happening yeah. to all parties involved when you're like i can't tell you <laughs> which came up in our honor council podcast big yeah. time like parents wanting to know all of the details, especially if their child's involved, right? The sense of, and what's happening behind those closed doors. Or like what happened to the other kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the big one. yeah. 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 Wow. But the honor council student, Anthony, echoed what you said, which is just like understanding the context of every person. Mm-hmm. Like needing to, uh, while you're listening about what they did, to be like, well, you know, what were, that's <laughs> that, right. what was that day for them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did they have a treat that. from their dog that they stepped on? Exactly. Yeah. For example. Mm-hmm. 
Well, was there anyone not in the conversation that we wish we had brought in? If we were to do part two, you know, like, or, or a different angle, we wish we would have taken. Do we do coaches? We did not have yeah. any coaches represented. I, I really feel like they experience, I think also the folks who do the arts here experience mm. a different form of accountability because their work is on very public display. Wow, and yeah someone is literally keeping score oh my gosh. Uh, and judgments are being made in front of hundreds of people instead of 20 people. Um, and I, so I, yeah, um, I, my heart goes out to coaches. Yeah, and there's no less them. engagement and involvement from parents and students. Like it's like, it's, More. it's very More. real. Yeah. 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 The you, parents? you get together five or 600 people to watch me teach a math lesson. Can you imagine? <laughs> like that would be insane. With scoring. Yeah, with I'm scoring. I'm not sure how that goes, but like, I want to, I want you to win. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I also think about the learning center. Yes. And um, expectations versus, you know, what, I would love to hear, you know, what it's really like being one of those wonderful teachers from the Learning Center. Because they work so much on student accountability. They like, how do. can I help you with your organization? How can I help you? Yes, and with faculty yeah. and how to inspire it. Yeah. And let's be honest, um, people on the outside probably judge the job they do based on what the, they see, which is not very much. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, it's easy, you know, to walk by their room and take a look and make a judgment about what's going on in there and we have no idea yeah. from except the that they take in. that child out of the room when like i want 45 them. minutes <laughs> yes. it's a black box yeah yeah yes it's very hard yes so that might have been an interesting angle after having tanner on i wish i wish we had so much student representation and like younger students like not like a polished senior that's done cooking no they're not done cooking but you know what I mean like <laughs> I know, know the ropes yeah yeah they know the ropes and they they sound to be honest a lot like us like they're, they're rational and yeah. lot but there was something so fresh about having someone who is still thinking about these issues and hasn't hasn't learned kind of the lingo or the way to negotiate it yet um that, that was really powerful for me so I thought about that even with the parent podcast because there were moments um, where Francis said, you know, school is my kid's job and I have my own job and I'm not doing their job because they have their own job. And I would just love to have her three kids in that conversation to then right. tell me what that actually looked like. How's I want to hear, like? how does that feel? In the back of my mind, like I was thinking, oh, I know what my children would say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so more you kids. Know. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that was another reason why it was difficult to get parents as well, because some of the parents said, I really, th these were upper school parents, I really don't do anything. I yeah. haven't spoken to one of my child's teachers in two yeah. years because I haven't had to. Because, and then she said, you know, that's a credit to the school. It's a good school, sign. You know? Right, right. <laughs> so that was, you know, that was interesting. So interesting. Mm -hmm. That is so interesting. Well, you know, we tried to define in this first episode what we thought accountability should be, could be, and also the baggage it carried. And we called this whole season reframing accountability. So like, have we like figured it out? Like, how are we reframing it? We said relational, we said holding in tandem tensions. I don't know, do we have any other de de definers now? comes from responsibilities, like defi clearly defining responsibilities. That was a piece of it that we, yeah. we ran across. Yeah, clearly the roles, mm -hmm. who has, who's doing what? 
Right. Yeah, and just a, the yeah the through line was relational, but like the multitude of relations, mm. like not just peer to peer, but yourself to the whole organization yeah. or the whole you know the community the community at large, right? The um, and just like the solidarity you feel with other people, because that's what I kept coming back to, especially when I listened to like the honor council episode. Yeah. It's just like that um, that I'm failing to articulate right now, but. <laughs> just and how bad it feels to have the outside top-down authority yeah and how you'd much yes. rather build it up with yes. your people mm-hmm. you know I know I'm still there where I want us all to have accountability buddies and I want it to be dialogic where you're holding me I mean and of course Kim just modeled that beautifully with her class um, of, of most of the time she gets to hold them accountable but in this moment she very much said I need your help and um, that's the model I want, but I am still stuck with Michelle's question of justice, and uh, I haven't figured that out yet. There's a real sort of, I don't want to say low level, but there's this base desire for if someone does wrong for them to get the slap on the wrist, but there's a real reluctance to be the slapper yeah. I think, in a lot of situations. That's right. Um, well, I think we get the trust from the system if we know that there's checks and balances mm-hmm. and that comes to consequence. But I think the consequence but, is born out of the desire for the change mm-hmm. and that's where it comes from. So, yeah. Which in your scenario, Kim, it did. <laughs> I want to be able to get this kid's name right. I know. I'm going to keep practicing. I'm going to keep practicing. Just didn't look just like his brother. <laughs> oh, like makes me think like if we're all in a healthy place, yeah. we can get to that. And I think for most folks, the folks that to me are like the dodgy ones, right? The ones not seeming to have this internal motivation that I want them to have to do the thing that I want them to do. It's not that they're, they're doing the best they can. I'm on team. They are doing the best they can, but there's these mental things happening structural or there's these structural things. things happening, these systemic things. And of course, you know, I know it's a slippery slope where you end up like there is no agency. <laughs> Right. But I do kind of end up there in actuality. Like, there's the way our brains have grown to make connections and not make connections because those first few months as a baby, a lot of things are happening. And if there's trauma, I mean, like, there's so much we know about the brain. Um, yeah. Eventually, someone has to teach the children and do the recess duty and make sure the car line functions properly. And make sure the homework's getting turned in. Yeah, because, again, you can trace it all the way back to, like, what are all these proximate reasons but then, or you know, these causes. But then sometimes it just ends up the kids like, I just didn't do it. Right. <laughs> Which I just didn't want to do it. Refreshing when you hear that, you're like, okay, the, well, you know what? Blood I'm honesty really of it. Into like it. at least they're yeah. yeah. it, right? Good for you, that's an adult skill. Because it's yeah, because I mean, because that's often the first thing as educators we should do, right? If we see something's not happening, you need to try to chase it down and yeah. think like, well, what are all the, what are all the reasons it could have happened besides this kid decided they didn't want to do it or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> Besides that entity thinking, right? Because who would never, who would not want to do their work? Seriously. <laughs> their maths. Yes. Well, I mean, this has been really helpful for me to have kind of like a reflection step back. Do y'all see any next steps for us? Any final words, next steps um, in your own journey? Maybe it's a good place to root or in our community at St. Andrews and in our journey as a community. I guess just probably you'll feel the most fulfilled doing what you can directly and not 
waiting for <laughs> the bigger changes to happen, right? Like, yeah. you can just control what you can control. It's like serenity prayer. Sure. Uh, exactly. The difference. It's real. Yes. yes. <laughs> and leaning into the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Just lean into it. Even yes. when you don't want to. Yes. Grace goes a long way. Yes. Maybe letting go a little bit of the need to see justice played out and just... Um, I think com- keep keeping communication open too, like leaning yeah. into that, even if it's the hard conversations, like leaning into it's better to have this conversation and be on the same page than to continue. Rachel, that's so true. And that also reminds me, we just were so fresh from this conversation with Frances. She talked about holding schools accountable for their kids' learning. Um, and, and it turned out that what that looked like wasn't scary. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to wield some power and make everybody shake in their boots. It was like, hey, can we chat for a minute? Can we have a conversation? Can I be really Sorry. honest with you? We got it. We got a jet. Sorry. All thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for a great season. Mm, mm, mm. Tune in next next season. Musicals. (laughs) Love is an open door. So Julie had asked, what next and what now? Because we did learn a lot. And I really enjoyed grappling with this big scary topic of accountability. And I also learned, of course, which is one of the first things I learned whenever I start something new, how much I didn't know and how much there still is for me to do personally. Uh, For example, I thought about accountability a lot from my own top-down perspective and was so pleased when students told me things that I needed to hear, such as, Ways that I feel like I might be keeping accountability, like trying to make sure every student is getting all their work in, uh, might be doing actual damage to those students who are like, I'm trying my best, but you're blowing up my spot here. So that's one of the lessons I learned is just trying to, again, continue to step outside of myself. Another thing I learned that I will be moving forward with is that accountability is never done. It is a state of becoming, I suppose, to borrow someone else's phrase. You are never finished setting up your accountability with other people, with you and your students, you and your colleagues, you and your administrators, you and yourself. There is always going to be these things that we hold in tension. And the best way that you can hope to make systemic changes, which are very hard for you to do by yourself, is to work with your colleague. So as trite as the phrase is, be the change you want to see, there is at least a kernel of truth to that. And to be able to organize well, you need to be able to communicate well. So you must reach a level of understanding and solidarity with your colleagues if you're ever hoping to actually help move accountability up the chain of hierarchy, and of course, look below you on the chain of hierarchy. Listen to what your students are saying. Be willing to see things from their point of view, or else you'll be like me and, and, real, and get a, <laughs> you'll get a funny conversation with a student that makes you think, you know, even weeks later, man, 
I really had no idea how some of these kids were viewing my class. So stay curious and stay committed to working. I think that's what is next. What's next is always work. But it's a good thing that the work is so delightful. You can always improve your practice, and you should always be pushing yourself and your peers and your bosses for more accountability. Thank you for listening in with us as we talked about accountability, and we hope you'll join us in the spring for our sixth season of Inspire and Innovate, a podcast for educators.